This is my voice, my weapon of choice. Hello everybody, you are listening to IVS Radio, a podcast series on the migrant women experience. Brought to you by IVS, the international women's space. IVS has been a space for refugee women to come together and self-organize. We discuss, share, and exchange our stories, experiences, challenges, and struggles. We empower each other and empower ourselves to learn about and fight for our rights. Make sure to visit our website, iwspace.de, and subscribe to our podcasts. Hello, everybody. I am very happy to have the recording for our fourth show. You are listening to IVS Radio, a podcast on the migrant women experience. And today we will talk about the new Berlin anti-discrimination law that was passed in June 2020. And for this, we have invited two guests that were massively involved in the creation of the law and also who are working and in the future will work with the law. Welcome, Sanchita Basu and Shannon Bayram. And this, brought, this podcast is, is brought to you by IVS, the International Women's Space. We are a feminist anti-racist group of migrant women, refugee women, and women without this experience. And with the IVS radio, we want to both shed a light on our lived experience and also on the general situation of migrant women living in Germany today. My name is Kia Kupfer, and today I'm not only joined by my two guests, Sanchita Bazu and Janan Bayram, but also by my two colleagues from IVS, Jennifer Kamau and Denise Garcia-Bergt. So Janan, you are a lawyer and have been active in politics for a long time. You have worked in ministries and then were directly elected into the parliament, first here in Berlin and since 2017 in the Bundestag still until today the only directly elected member of parliament for the Green Party. So we could say you know politics from many sides. And you have demanded for a very long time that there should be something like this anti-discrimination law and also you were very essential in getting it passed this June 2020. Welcome. Thank you. And Sanchita Basu, you are a political activist, a feminist and co-founded several NGOs in Berlin. And you are also currently working in Reach Out, which is a counseling center for victims of racist, right-wing, and anti-Semitic violence, as a managing director and an educational trainer. It would be very nice if you can shortly maybe talk about your work and explain what Reach Out is doing. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me uh, and giving me the chance uh, to <clears throat> talk about Reach Out on, on a radio. As we, um, as you said, we are a center for victims of racist right-wing and anti-Semitic violence. We are a counseling center. That, that means we counsel people who <clears throat> are attacked by everyday racists. They are not always um, organized um, Nazis. They are just racist. Uh, so we and we also counsel people who are victim of racist police attack. And we also do educational work. Uh, that means we we get invited from different groups. The groups could be uh, teachers, 
students, uh, social workers, uh, even doctors, whoever invites us, we do um, uh, trainings with them, anti-racism training, um, <clears throat> critical whiteness training. And since George Floyd's death, we I, I don't know what happened to Berlin. We are getting lots and lots of invitation on critical whiteness training. The whites in Berlin have realized that they are whites. And <laughs> well, that's a step. <laughs> Okay, and we have um, uh, we have the numbers of uh, the cases, and this uh, every year we give out the numbers for the press media, and we have a press conference. And since a few years, police also accept on the, our number. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. So welcome again to you. So there's no doubt that in Germany there is a problem or, is, or Germany has a problem with everyday racism. And in our program, we want to focus on the structural racism as like one aspect of discrimination that is addressed in the new law. And because we are a group, a feminist anti-racist group um, that works with mostly migrants and refugee women, um, yeah, we want to focus on this today. So there are countless examples of discrimination, but especially structural racism that migrants and refugee women face. For example, the Residenzpflicht, the asylum and refugee homes or lagers, the deportation prison, the practices from the Ausländerbehörde and other authorities, not only the Ausländerbehörde, but for example, job center, uh, in general, the housing and the job market, police as an institution is a very big aggressor. So yes, this is what we want to talk about today and also focus on the question how this new anti-discrimination law can be used by these people, right? especially refugees and, and migrants living in Germany. So yes, we want to start. And so we want to ask you, Chanan, if you could make a short description um, about the law and mm. to whom it can be applied and who can apply it. Yes, so I just want to mention also that I'm a member of a anti-discrimination network of lawyers all over Berlin. And our aim was not only in this anti-discrimination law. There is also another law. This means Allgemeines Gleichbehandlungsgesetz, which can be translated as a law which has the aim to um, uh, yeah, uh, handle equal with the people, which is more in the civil law, you know, like fitness studio, for example, or a flat or things like that. They are in civil law, and we have the civil law since 2006, so therefore we had a lot of experience as lawyer that the people uh, go to, uh, yeah, so sometimes, for example, they didn't even are aware of that they are discriminated because they have no expectation how they would be treated. 
And at least after a while, maybe they just think or feel that there's something wrong with the situation and that they behave uh, different to maybe white people or uh, men from the point of woman view. So therefore, I think for the whole um, society, it's an experience which has to be done to understand what discrimination means and what it means to treat people equal. And this new law, just in Berlin, has the aim to, um, yeah, at least to be to make sure that the government treats the people right, so and equal. And this is the main problem that, as you said, there are laws which are really discriminating people, racist law at least, and. Uh, in most of the cases, the weakest people has to be confronted with this law and they are, have no possibility or maybe also no money to uh, do something against it. And so in, because of that, the politics had made this law to make sure that in all government places, uh, the people have the same uh, behavior against the uh, participants of uh, Berlin and that they have the equal rights in real life. So, And especially the police is uh, very loud against this law because um, at least so if they would ever treat the people well like it should be, uh, like all the German law or the Berlin law, they don't have to be afraid of this new law, but they had really uh, a bad statement about that and at least we can imagine that they have, they are afraid or that they have something to hide, so they don't want to talk about it or so they don't, don't want to um, want somebody to look at their uh, daily work. So therefore, this new law gives the people the possibility to go to court and make sure that they are not accepting the, the way they are... Um, treated by a governmental place. It could be Ausländerbehörde, which now uh, calls himself Einwanderungsamt. It could be a, a Bürgeramt, any, any place which is between uh, the state, the government, and the person could be a case in this anti-discrimination law. And the, the groups which are protected especially are women, and then people with, uh, because of their uh, color or because of their religion, uh, people uh, which have, um, um, how you call it in English, behinderung? Disabilities. Disabilities, yes. And so these are the possibilities to go to court and also to make sure that if there is a discrimination, then you can get also money from the government for that. So we know it also <clears throat> from the equal treatment law. This was especially in uh, Germany, in Berlin, in the schools. So the teachers with headscarf, they went to the judge and said, so they won't leave, let me to um, educate in the primary school because especially in the primary school, they don't want this um, teachers. So, and then at least they get money if they are rejected from the 
government when they apply for a job um, and they get normally a two months uh, salary uh, as uh, so. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, the police also, and you, Sanjita, also said before, since shortly you are also counseling in cases of racist police violence. So I wanted to ask if there has been, since the law was um, put into practice in last month, how this uh, changed your working routine somehow, or like how you work and reach out, because also you mentioned that you can now publish it somehow. So maybe you can explain a bit more. Uh, um, I have to correct my, myself, because uh, we are uh, counseling people, victim of racist police attacks since almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. But what we can do now, we can write it on a flyer. Ah, officially. Official. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the difference mm. now. We always did it, and we always had problem with it, because police don't like <laughs> Naturally, they don't like it, because they, never, they are not racist, because, race, because racism is banned in Germany, mm. so they can't be racist. And <clears throat> so they didn't like it, but now we can do it officially. And um, um, I, I, this law, I, I must say, it's a very, very good law for all of us. It's a very, very important law for which all of us, I think, here, all of us, we <coughs> tried hard that this law should come. But in our case, uh, this law don't change much because we work on, uh, this is more on penal a law, and that's a uh, criminal law, because mm. uh, people are, get attacked um, and physically. Mm. Most of the people get attacked physically, so it's more criminal law. But, but in our case, it, um, it can help, but as Janan told before, is that people in the neighborhood, they bully a lot of our people come to us for bu get bullied, racist bullied by neighbors. Okay. A lot, lots and lots, and it's becoming more and more. So, so this law could help, and uh, I, I hope this this law can can help there. That's that's what I think in our work, which is, um, where it can apply. Okay, we will take a short break and listen to the song Uri Jalo by Kamel Zoom, Mzuke and Mal Ewe. Hmm. Kamel Zoom, Mzuke, Iri Revolte.
in den Köpfen der meisten Leute. Ein schwarzer Mensch stirbt und keiner fragt nach Einzelheiten. Wir wollen die Wahrheit wissen, wir werden auf keinen Fall schweigen. Wir wollen Gerechtigkeit und so lang werden wir weiter fighten. Uritiano, das war Mord und dem wird euch keiner verzeihen. Uritiano, das war Mord. So, just to understand again, so in the case where you, because the law is aiming at struct, like the structure, no? Like you said, government, but also maybe governmental organizations or institutions. So, in the case of attack, being attacked by someone in the street, like you mentioned, then it would be going to court in a criminal or civil law. Criminal law. Criminal law, okay. Yes. But for example, like you mentioned, the police now, or like the Ausländerbehörde, if you get attacked by the police, it is part of the structure, no? it is part of yeah, the institution police. So in this case, just to like make a case somehow, let's say, I don't know, a woman is being attacked, first racially profiled maybe, and then attacked by the police. And now she, she's, yeah, after this law comes, she wants to go to court. What would happen? Like, what would be the pro process of applying the law somehow? I think in this case, you can do both. Criminal case and civil case. Okay. Yeah? So uh, you can, of course, when you get attacked, it is a criminal case. Mm -hmm. So police also would be, in this um, case, it is for, against the police, it would be a criminal case. But also to get compensation uh, for what um, um, this uh, person, <coughs> got, when this person uh, harassed or whatever from the police, to get compensation, the, um, the person can uh, go for civil case, and in that case, this law will apply. Mm -hmm. 
And one thing I forgot to tell that in my case, I, I do a lot of educational work. In my case, it is also this law helps uh, because in, this law should apply in schools, no? mm -hmm. because schools are institutions. And so I have a lot of counseling for children and uh, young students who get um, racist bullies from the teachers as well as from other kids. Mm -hmm. And in the, those cases, we couldn't do much till now. But now we have a hope that um, we, we, can, um, we can act differently. And maybe to, you can talk a bit about the history of the law, like what was the idea, I mean, the idea is pretty clear, but what was the process in it, like in creating this law, but also in bringing it, that it is like passed in this June 2020, mm. like what was maybe the political discussions, what mm. was like the reaction from other politicians or parties especially? Mm. So like Sanchita said, uh, the former law, the equal uh, law, which I mentioned, which is about the civil uh, situation between people, uh, it was made from the federal Bundestag. Mm -hmm. Bundestag. And uh, because the Bundestag or the federal is not responsible for the, uh, for the building, for the, for the teaching, mm -hmm. Uh, and for the schools, they didn't uh, made anything about this. So it was quite clear that the um, that the federal has uh, some uh, positions to to make the law, but there are some other positions who has to be done by Berlin. So it was always clear. We always discussed, especially about the school situation because a lot of discrimination for the children but also for the parents is going on the school. So therefore, it was quite clear that we have to do something. But the more it comes clear that also the government is discriminating a lot of people just because uh, of the uh, situation that they are with other color or with other religion or also the the issue about the um, the gender is a is a long history so in in uh, 1989 they did the first time a, a law to make clear that gender makes a difference and to to make clear that in all governmental positions there has to be equal women than men so I think Berlin has a good tradition in anti-discrimination and also in positive uh, aims to, to fight against the discrimination. So therefore, we started uh, to um, make clear that there is structure, structural uh, discrimination and against this we have to do something structural. So it is not only uh, some people's experience and it, uh, in, in many cases, it is like Sanchisa, Sanchita said, it's not only about a criminal act which is done by the government. In most of the cases, it's uh, under this. So the people are discriminating, they are uh, treated bad, but at least it is not, an, it is not a crime. So, and, but it's uh, like a, a 
a poison for the whole uh, community to come together to maybe be a society in which all the different people can um, yeah, feel themselves good or um, make a good society, community, what else. So therefore, this was the, an instrument. It is only an instrument to make clear that this government cares about treating people equal. So this is something mm. which is in, in all the laws and it must be quite normal, but uh, we can every day see that it's not normal. So therefore, uh, there, at first time, we as a, as a Green Party or the, in the Berlin Parliament, uh, we wrote a um, law in which some things were different than the last uh, law, which uh, was now um, taken from the Abgeordnetenhaus. And um, so therefore, a lot of uh, organizations like um, Reach Out or other organizations were very helpful in this process because with their daily work to talk about the situation and also a lot of other organizations who make clear that uh, there is a difference between the law and the real situation of the people. So this is very important because this awareness was the first step. And afterwards, when we... Uh, it's like you always do, you know, when you are on uh, elections, so the whole civil organizations uh, make some question. Uh, um, they prepare questions for the parties and send them. And one question was also if you are for or against this anti-discrimination law. And this was, in my opinion, a very big support for for this because the whole left uh, parties like the Green, the Social Democrats and the left party who think themselves as left uh, part of mm -hmm. society. Uh, sometimes <laughs> they are, sometimes they just think about it. So at least um, this party said very clearly, yes, we're going to do this. And mm -hmm. in this coalition um, discussion, I also worked on this group in which we... Um, talked about this um, law and th there was no doubt from the experts, there was no doubt that we needed it really. But the process was a little bit um, difficult because especially the social democrats which uh, who are also, for example, um, responsible for the interior senate and the police, uh, they didn't really say no, we are against it, but they didn't Yes, how should I? Yeah, they didn't really support it very well. So at least the the police was like, uh, it was uh, just for the Green Party who uh, worked on it and he, uh, and they wanted it and there was no big discussion in the society. This is what they say. So at least they mm. say, ah, uh, it was an agreement between the parties. And uh, so they the Greens had to get something and so they got this uh, law, but it's... Uh, uh, yes, I think it's maybe it makes sure that to have this law doesn't mean that we would change everything very fast. So because these mm -hmm. people with this head are still in these positions, mm -hmm. and at least the um, police president um, 
who is a lawyer, I think she should know that this is very important, didn't really said anything good mm -hmm. as I mm -hmm. As I would expect it, really, because she is a lawyer and she knows that this is nothing uh, totally new or totally different. This is just that, you know, the people who made this law said there must be no difference with the law and the reality. We just want to mm. make the reality clear, which is uh, a base, um, yeah, a base everybody would or they say they would ban any discrimination, any racism but if you come on the top and say so this could be racism or this could be discrimination so we have to do something about it they say oh really? Do you, do you really think <laughs> mm. that this is discrimination? I don't think so or I'm not sure or let's talk about it but I think a lot of people who are discriminated who live daily racism are sick of talking about discrimination and racism because they are experts and mm. at least they really just want to have a normal life like anybody else. So I think there is a discussion on one point, in, in my opinion, uh, that we just have to do it. We just have to let the people pay Let the people working for the government who did something wrong because they have all the laws. They can read all the laws and they can do it like the law wanted it. If, and if they don't do it, then the Berlin government has to pay because I don't think that there is any other way that the people would learn it. Okay. So we will make a short break and listen to one song and then we will come back and talk... I mean, at least I have a question about who is deciding what is discrimination in certain cases, and also about the role that like organizations and groups like IVS could yeah, have in the process or in the application of the new law. So right now we will listen to MC Shuparina, to Shuparia Una Menina. Depois de tanto tempo em busca de um amor e uma companheira, tenho que ficar nas crises de abandono de uma bissexual que está sempre em cima do muro. Estou saindo daqui porque eu não posso viver na dúvida de contar com você. Agora eu vou seguir o meu caminho, o meu caminho. Só, 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 só. Beatriz, a bailarina, MC, a chuparina. Beatriz, a bailarina, MC, a chuparina. Da Alemanha perdida. Aos gangues. O que que é isso? Wow. 
Preciso trabalhar De tanto perguntar, arrumei um trampo Um trabalho no restaurante Ai, ai, ai Claro, claro É pra lavar pratos Não tem problema, preciso de grana Preciso me virar E fazer MC bombar Bom, bom, bombar Agora, agora estou lavando Lavando, lavando e escutando Gracie Jones, Gracie Jones Dia 3 a bailarina numa ressaca danada Ai, ai Parece que tem um cinzeiro na minha boca A noite foi muito boa Muito boa, muito boa, muito boa Tenho termine São sete horas da manhã Minha cabeça vai explodir, vai explodir Olha, eu sou atriz e nunca vi tanto papel pra interpretar na minha vida. E fora espera, e fora espera. Diatriz a bailarina é MC Chuparina. Diatriz a bailarina é MC Chuparina. Pelas ruas da cidade de São Sebastião No Baixo Gávea Sem ter uma grana pra voltar pra casa Mas olha ela ali Olha pra esquina É ela É Elice Chuparina De atriz Quem é bailarina? Kekechur Kekechur Você está ouvindo IBS Rádio. Até no que chegou IBS Rádio. Diga, IBS Rádio, Rede Comissão. Caribichua, Cusquiza, Late Radio e International Women's Space. Welcome back. Before the break, we were already discussing. Um, but we, in the preparation um, for this show, we had also a lot of discussion. And one was the question of if, for example, the women that we work together, they are mostly the face daily discrimination, like racism, but structural racism, which this law should tackle. But on the other hand, it is an absolute racist structure, like the whole structure, the whole, even the structure of like having an asylum law, like everything is, yeah, racist. So our question was also, how can you sue the state, more or less, for creating these structures? But also, in this case, who decide what discrimination is? If, for example, a woman comes and wants to sue or yeah, go to court, who yeah, who would decide somehow what if it was really discrimination? or not? 
And so I'm, I would just tell uh, one thing, and then Janan can <coughs> elaborate it because she's a lawyer. Um, she knows it better. Uh, the, the, what discrimination is, the law says very clearly what discrimination is. So that is clear, yes? So my, but <coughs> and the law is a law. It's, it's papers. And the judge are human beings. And they are almost 100% white. Yeah. We, we shouldn't forget that. And above the judge, there's only the um, sky, blue sky. Mm. There's nothing you can do. So it is, we, we shouldn't expect too much from this law. Mm. You know, we, we shouldn't leave our fights. We, we shouldn't sit, lay behind and say, okay, now we have a law. Mm. That won't help us. We have to fight further. But this law would help us escape to that. Mm. But who can sue and how that, Janan can elaborate as a lawyer. But hope, just to go in, because we talked about this also, but we thought maybe what this law can do or we had experience with this also, is that it can give maybe a confidence, like a confidence of stating or going to, I can tell an example to make it clear. So I think maybe one week, two weeks after the law was passed, I was in the U-Bahn driving in U8 and I, like, I was in the last wagon and a Roma family comes in the train. And the train driver is like in the loudsprecher saying, hello everybody, please take care of your pockets. Like he saw them coming in and says this in the whole train. And with this in mind, I went out the next station, ran to the front and say, hey, Arschloch, what you just did is super racist. Mm. And this happens every day. No, it's not something that is, this is daily unique. life. This mm. is not unique, nothing. Mm. But having the knowledge about this law and also because it was in the newspapers, social media, all of this, I think it can help to give a confidence to yes. say, to yes. stand up, to say, even if, like you say, if the judge is racist, what should you do, actually? Mm. Okay. But, yeah, the hope is to people who are actually discriminated by the state mm. to give a confidence to speak up again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, more or, it's more or less that there's no way we are going to stop fighting because there are yeah. so many things that need to be changed. It's yeah. just like a tip on the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, what is still uh, puzzling for us because it touches us on a, like a daily basis. It's mm -hmm. something we live and like Shannon was saying, some people don't understand that they're discriminated because they don't know how they should be treated right. Mm -hmm. We're still stuck in not understanding how to use it effectively. Mm -hmm. Like, have people take responsibility for the crimes that we are already talking about. This is where we kind of want some more mm -hmm. uh, elaborate um, maybe ideas that you know, to get it. Mm -hmm. 
So not everybody who is discriminated or treated bad is going to a court, you know, or is going to a lawyer. I think there, there is, a, is a level that the people accepted all the years, and they maybe it would be good to reach them and maybe to empower them to, to make clear that they don't have to accept this discrimination. This is maybe the first step to give information to the people that there, there is an instrument. But it, at least it is like Sanchita said, so it's not sure that this instrument gives you all the rights that you expect from it, but it, it's an instrument, not even more or less. And so therefore, my experience is that the people themselves have also a level. And when they are really very angry, and when they are aware of the discrimination, I, I can tell you as a lawyer, if they have to go to the Ausländerbehörde, they come to me and say, this guy in the Ausländerbehörde say things like that. So, for example, go back to where you belong or things like that. And they, they show me their case. And I, as a lawyer, say, there is no, no problem. You will get your residence permit because it is no problem. It's your right to get it. But, you know, they sometimes say, I don't want to go alone a second time to this guy because they are so, so afraid of the treatment they expect. Yeah. And therefore, for me as a lawyer, I said, so I don't want you to pay 500, 600 euro just not to be treated bad in a governmental space. This is really what's making me angry, at least, because, you know, if, if there is a difficult law question about residency, no problem. I'll go with them, accompany them to the Ausländerbehörde. But that the people spend a lot of money just not to be treated bad makes me very sad, at least. I think what helps is also that other people um, go with the people to the Ausländerbehörde. We have a lot of German people who do this in their time off uh, just to make them maybe also self-clear in which country they are living. And this is my, my main hope of this law, that the people who denied all the uh, situations which uh, migrants or women sometimes live, that they like to change the, uh, the company and the government in which they are living. So, and at least we need these cases at the law and the payment of the... So in, in, so in, in this example, if you go to the, to the governmental place, let's do it may, maybe with one example from the police. So we are going to install also a, a person who is uh, responsible for police issues, Polizeibeauftragter, we call it. So this and the anti-discrimination law together is there are two instruments to uh, protect the people from uh, police um, uh, discrimination. So, and at least in this example, if there is something, a bad experience the people have with the police, then they can go, go to the Polizeibeauftragter, and this Polizeibeauftragter can clear up some things, because 
to, to make sure that the structure is racist or is uh, discriminating, you have to know the structure. Because at least on the other side, if you don't know it, they will tell you, so we do it every time like that. This is uh, somehow uh, police experience or what else. And what we try with this instrument to make it transparent. Which behavior does the uh, society accept as maybe in the system necessary? and which is not necessary and has to be changed. I will give you one example also. There is a law in Berlin, if you have special uh, places, then with, with more criminality than other places, the police is able to control everybody who's there, for example, like the Görlitzer Park. But at least the police does not control everybody in this, Uh, area, they just control what in their minds are people they want to control. But you, can, you cannot do anything against it because the law is like it is. Uh, Bremen, for example, does, no, does have no more this law. They changed it because they said, with this controlling from the police, we have no benefit, but we, had, we have a lot of people who were with racial profiling discriminated and we don't want to do it anymore. So I think this instrument you can see like that. Another example would be if, if the school, in school the people, for example, separate children because of their um, color or because of their religion with no sense with no system which is um, which has anything to do with education or things like that then the children sometimes are aware of it and the parents are very angry about it so and this angriness somebody i remember three four years ago he called me and he said i am so angry about this teacher because i know this teacher has stolen the, the future of my child. And just to focus this angriness into a structure, I'd like to go to a, a judge and then clear, is it discrimination? Or maybe sometimes the teacher are not able at least to describe the children or the parents if there is any educational system or theory or what else. You know, if there is a theory, I might not accept this theory, but we can talk about it. But at least sometimes the people, um, yes, um, see it as every teacher can do and live out his racism and uh, at least our children has to, has to deal with that. And so therefore I think To make these things clear means the racist or the discriminat uh, discriminating uh, treatment can be isolated, can be analyzed, and can be changed for the future. At least if we know which is, which is the typical German discrimination on the school by the teacher, we can make a list, give it to the teacher, and say, this you don't have to do anymore. This is discrimination. We make clear 
so we don't have to discuss them anymore. Yeah, you know, like examples, we can because a law is like examples. You know, you um, you take all the examples together and then you say and define this this treatment. When you do it like this, this is discrimination. And then you can uh, make clear that you don't do it. And at least the judge makes it clear if they give you the money, the compensation for the discrimination, then it's clear. And every teacher who's le uh, reading this uh, court's decision will avoid to do it because their, the career would, be, uh, would not go on anymore if you discriminate all the bad things the people are afraid of working in the government. At least you can also... Uh, kick people off uh, the government if they uh, discriminate uh, a few times because it's against law. We ban discrimination. So, you know, and this is like a, um, like a system in which we have to think, maybe in which we have to informate the people that you don't even uh, immediately get your right or the, the change, but that we are working on a system which has the chance to make it a little bit better. Yeah, <coughs> the thing you say, the example you gave, Kia, that's a very good example for, for this law, how to apply this law. No? You can uh, write a letter to the Bifogi and, and say which train from where to where you went and what happened. And then a, a kind of a protocol you, you write to them. So, um, and see, this is um, racist discrimination. And I want, I want a reply from you. I want a statement from mm. you. And or you go to an association, this Faband, which, which is very important that it is in this law. The other law doesn't have it, but um, anti-discrimination law in Berlin has this possibility. So you go to an organization like, uh, I say, ADNB, Anti-Discrimination mm -hmm. Network Building, and you, you, tell, you, you tell that you were a witness, mm -hmm. what happened there, and then they can sue for you. Yeah. Yeah? So this is, and this is what, this is a very, very good example, yeah? because it's a clear racist act mm -hmm. what this person did for us yeah. it's a very yes. clear racist act but we don't know what we understand how we understand this law it is racist but we never know how this law will be applied in a court we never know yeah. but at least we, we can fight that, that they stop this kind of open discrimination and public racism. This is very open. So my, we, we can try that. And this is, the, this is a good thing in this law, that um, you, you just have to make it, um, make it plausible. You have to make it plausible that it is a discrimination. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to bring a lot of proofs Okay. Yeah, that that is a good thing in this law. That uh, you don't have to do that. But the persons in this case, the, this Bifogi driver, train driver, has to say it was no discrimination, 
And this has to be done in a way that the judge understands it's, it was no discrimination. He always do, does it. Whenever someone gets the train, someone boards the train, he um, says on the micro, uh, microphone that uh, please <coughs> um, take care of your valuable things. He always does it. Every minute he, he yes. does it. No, so he, he has to prove that. That is the good thing about this law. And so, so people can, uh, pe uh, people can, can um, uh, go go to a lawyer or go to an association and um, say this is discrimination. The thing is that people don't go to the lawyer because it costs money. Yeah. And so, um, like um, uh, many many of our um, uh, comrades wouldn't go to a lawyer but where, where they would get the money. Mm. That's why it is very good to, that the associations, that the, um, uh, not all the associations, but some, they, they can do that for them. Yes. So that, that is very, very important. That is one thing I wanted to add. And the other thing about school. A school is an institution which is really, really problematic. Yeah. But you have to send your kids to school. You, you, can't, uh, you, you can't say, no, the schools are so racist, I wouldn't send. Yeah. Can't. So you can say, I, I, I will do everything so that I don't go to job center. You can say many things, but school, you can't. You have no way. So, and the school are so racist. Like, I'll give you one example. One uh, girl has to, um, has to do a pinan study because she um, spoke in Turkish um, uh, <clears throat> not during the, um, uh, uh, during, uh, in the class, uh, uh, during the class, but outside. Yeah? And Shulhof. She uh, spoke in Turkish, and she had to um, write three pages and, as a punishment. And so this is a case of discrimination. Yeah. Because language, uh, so, uh, as far as I remember, that language is also, trend, uh, is also in, uh, in the law. So this is a discrimination. So uh, here we can um, uh, go against a teacher. Yeah. We can say. This is discrimination. This is not done. The girl was in the class three and third grade. She had to write three pages because she spoke in Turkish. But what happened? That's what makes me so, um, I mean, I'm so tired of it. When you think, if this girl spoke in French. Exactly. No, no teacher would have thought anything. Oh, would be a this, bit wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so this is uh, this is also racism. One language is a better language. One language is a proper language, correct language. The other one is not only a bad language; it's also not a correct language for us. So uh, this, this makes me so angry whenever I think of these small kids go to school and they know. They don't have a good language. Okay. They learn it. And so the, and, uh, in public, they, don't, they try not to speak in their first language. I think what, is, uh, what this, uh, the white supremacist society doesn't have in mind is that 
all these experiences that we are experiencing. And for example, in the schools, when, they, when you say what the children are going through and you cannot avoid taking your children to school, that this generation, they are, these generations that are trying to be excluded are still part of this society. Yeah. Yes. And they start to create this us versus them with this structural racism that mm. they themselves implement in the schools. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I wanted to ask, because you mentioned the associations that can sue or can go to court on behalf of one person. Can you maybe, for people who want to apply it, mention where it is, like wh what kind of associations there are here in Berlin that would do it or where people yeah, can go in a case where they want not themselves to go to court but want to have uh, association in their back somehow? And I, I I really don't know all the uh, mm -hmm. associations who work against discrimination, but I know that I'm Adi and TBB, Turkish Bund, and applied for this. Uh, there's a list okay. of associations, and I I don't know the list, but maybe you know many mm. more. Uh, I think the list uh, can be uh, seen by everyone in on the website. So at least it is uh, really a big. Uh, yeah, help for the people to have these organizations because at least to um, to do anything or to fight against discrimination uh, means first to uh, make yourself a victim, and nobody wants to be a victim, you know. Mm. At least, uh, so if you if you are a victim, you are weak, you are alone, and and this association try to give some support. And in, in other uh, law systems, for example, it is easier for people to, um, to go to court uh, for cases they are not themselves involved. In the situation that you yourself are involved or are a victim makes you more weak and more emotional. So at least the example... Which we which we worked on the, at the school makes uh, some things clear, but there are also people who um, who are, for example, victims of of the police. Uh, uh, they are really afraid to to get no more protection from the police, to um, be every time in danger of uh, revenge from the police, and so I think. It is like a little protection for the people to go to these associations. And mm -hmm. I know also the Turkische Bund Berlin-Brandenburg, mm -hmm. which is responsible for the Anti-Diskriminierungsnetzwerk. Um, and uh, they have times where you can go and apply, but on the website of the Senator for Justice and Anti-Discrimination, um, which is the first senator which has wirklich anti-discrimination on the title, you know. Yeah. It is, uh, I think, uh, very special, and uh, there you can get the list. And I think, yeah, we need a lot of experience, we need a lot of cases, uh, because at least every time the, the person who discriminates will also try to make sure why his treatment is right mm -hmm. as we mm -hmm. wanted to change this treatment so it's a mm -hmm. process I think uh, it will be uh, possible to make it better but um, 
as far as I see, uh, it it will never um, stop. You know what I mean. So it's it's a process in between the society which is changing, and uh, it it is good for us to find a good way to uh, strengthen the organizations, to empower the people, uh, to come all together to create a better society. This is at least the the aim of it all. Um, we had a few cases since we exist, a group of um, women uh, witnessing racial profiling or uh, racism from the police that ended up themselves being uh, sued by the police because they used the word, this was a racist uh, uh, situation or you were a racist. So how does this works for us that are not from here? We were a little bit shocked when we found out that you end up having to pay 700 euros in, in a case of accusing a racist situation by, call, by calling it by its name. So why is it so? And how can we, for example, in such a situation, how can we address the problem we, we have to always avoid using words, or how do we behave? Yes, at least I think uh, it is uh, part of the empowerment to give the people uh, another instrument than just to blame the police. So, um, and it is, yeah, it is like you said, if they find any um, any weakness of the of the people, they will use it because they have a big. Uh, organization in behind they have their um, supports from every police uh, department and at least the people has uh, maybe somehow have some manual how you act when you um, and then you have to really uh, also be very careful with your with your words because at least yeah to, to call a police a racist is also a criminal act, at least, <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> uh, it is our experience that mostly, more than 90% cases of weak council and racist police attack, they, all these people are charged from police. No? Yeah. Always, always, always. Whatever you say, you don't have to say anything. They say you have called me Nazi. Mm. You never had, but they do say, and we never we should never forget that police and the attorney they work together. Yeah. So the case they make, they make it for the police, and we also never forget that police are never alone. They are yeah. always two, three, four, and you alone. And police is more uh, trustworthy. Than, than we. So it is. We shouldn't forget these things. We always should, and and we are not white. That also we shouldn't forget. If you are witness who is white, it is different. If I witness something, and I talk to police, it would be totally different than when a white person would witness it and talk to the police. So these things we should never forget. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't 
when we witness something, we, sh- we shouldn't intervene. That doesn't mean it. But we have to be careful. Mm. Yeah, we have to do it carefully. And we have to be very um, cautious who we are talking to and how we are talking. We should never be, we, we should be very calm. Though the situation makes us, makes us terribly angry, we should be calm. Uh, and these things we should keep in mind, no? how, we, uh, how we react. We have a, 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 cop, a cam, campaign against um, race, police attack. They have given out a, a manual how to, um, how to act during mm-hmm. uh, such situations. They have not a short manual. I, I don't have it with me, but um, I can send it to you. We, we, they have done it. So uh, it is, uh, these things are, uh, are some uh, I would, uh, rules or some, um, some statement they made out of their experience. But it's not a Bible. So you have to also see how the situation is. Uh, so you have to act like that. And it, it, it is always the victims are charged against from the police, always, always. Okay. So we will take another short break and when we come back we want to discuss a bit how the women that we are working with mostly can yeah, have access to this law and apply this law. So for example, how can women that live in the lagas get to know this law and use it also. So now we will listen to Latoya Manlis Plain and the Goldenen Citron as nerved. your sisters und alles damit ihr euch in eurer moralischen Überlegenheit als etwas besseres spüren könnt. Wir, das edle Objekt of your protections, 
Protagonistinnen eurer Schlachtengemälde. Solange wir nicht das Falsche sagen und euch enttäuschen mit falschen Vorwürfen und Undankbarkeit. Okay, welcome back. We want to ask also what do you think it would need to become a federal law? Because right now it is only applicable in Berlin. So the reaction from the federal um, parties, for example, from the uh, Christ Democrats or also part of the Social Democrats, um, yeah, they 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 seem that it would take a long time to uh, find a minority to make a law on the federal because. Um, as far as I understand, for example, Seehofer, the interior uh, ministry on the federal, he said he wouldn't send any uh, police uh, to uh, to Berlin because he said the the, the police uh, men are in danger if they uh, are from the from the federal police if they are working in in Berlin. So it's a, a very special situation on the on the federal. I think. Uh, it's it's changing. It's a process. Also, maybe it's also a question about generations, you know, and therefore I think it would also would be um, depend on how good we work on it in Berlin. Everybody is now looking at Berlin. How will this? Um, law change the society or what will the judge will do with that and how many cases at least will uh, be um, taken on that 
But uh, I think at least the federal is for a lot of people much more important because we have also um, federal law, which is really, for example, the residence Pflicht yeah. or something like that, which, which are really racist laws. Yeah. Because how, how is it possible to take somebody's freedom uh, just because he has another nationality? I think this is quite obvious. And so therefore, maybe I can, I can tell something positive uh, that we now um, have a group of parliamentarians in, uh, in uh, Deutscher Bundestag Uh, who um, has the aim to work on um, against racism and for anti-discrimination. This is the first time that we have a group like this. We met f once and we want to work on things like that. And I there also said that I would like to work on the law, which is racist uh, structure uh, on, the, on the mind uh, mm -hmm. of the people who done it. So therefore, you know, this, this residence uh, Pflicht, it's on the, on the main point, it has nothing to do with the people. It is on the money, you know, yeah. that the money should be uh, taken equal in every uh, space of Germany. And just therefore, they are ready to take the people's freedom, which makes no sense. And so therefore, I hope that in this... Um, parliamentarian group, we could find more colleagues uh, which are aware of the situation, but I think the whole society is changing and uh, so it is maybe the changing is faster in the cities, uh, maybe on the, uh, on the other places in Germany is not that fast, uh, the society is changing, at least the families are getting more uh, different and so Therefore, I think it will take a long time to um, get a law like this on the federal, but I work hard on it. I know what I would like to ask is if we know of cases already since June uh, that have gone to court using the, the new law, do we know of any cases already in Berlin no. where the, the new law was applied? Um, I... I wouldn't know, no, no. Not That's yet, a, it takes a bit. Yeah, yeah it's just one month, mm. I'm old, so. <laughs> even if it go, I mean, even if someone um, goes to the court, it will take time. Yeah. No? That's, it you know. takes months. Yeah, it takes months, so yeah. we wouldn't know yet. Yeah. Well, to your um, question about uh, federal, uh, how we make it federal law, The thing is that um, that job center that Janan was telling, um, saying during the uh, music pause, that uh, music break, that, that uh, job center is um, is federal, so um, doesn't cover this law. But what Janan was saying is very important. No? We we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't be afraid. If it's we are not. We are not judges, we are not lawyers, we are just lay person. So we can uh, go to the associations and say, job center, this and this kind of discrimination, I have experienced in a job, in a job center. And most, quite a few people, my, migrants and also refugees, who 
every day experience a lot of racism in job center mm. and discrimination. So they can't, they can't work till it makes that becomes a federal law. Mm. You know? yeah. So let's try. I think it's a very good idea. Let's try and see what happens. But when more and more people go to the association and say, we, we have this problem, what can we do? Let's see what happens. We know that it, is, it doesn't cover job center, but so what? I am just wondering, just thinking loudly, if someone, because the whole of the asylum uh, procedure is very racist, mm -hmm. if this could be used as a case that someone says, I am applying for asylum, but I don't agree I feel very discriminated in the whole process of the asylum law because it's really, it's really racist. How would that be, for example? So at least I think um, just just try it and and look at the answer. So the worst case case can be that they say we are not responsible because it's federal law. So. And it's not only federal law, it is also federal government, Bundesamt für Migration und Flucht. Mm. So if, uh, for example, the, the, the Landesamt, the, uh, for example, the Lager has any problem, then you can go on it because it's from the Berlin government. So it is about the responsibility from federal or go local government. So... But I, I think, as, as I totally agree in uh, what Sanchita said, we have to try it because we don't know. At least it is one more possibility, but we have to do, see it in between all the other possibilities. So nowadays you can also go to the law. Maybe it's another possibility. You don't have to uh, forget all the other possibilities to try. Maybe if you go there, maybe the court says, no, we are not responsible, go to there. Then, then we will see. I think we don't have to make it bigger, but also not smaller as it is. It is an instrument and we, it's like an instrument we have to, we have to find out how to use it. I, there's also something that is just, uh, I'm just thinking about, it's also part of the questions that uh, for example, the people living in the lagas, the most affected by the racist laws, have no way of getting the information that is needed, for example, even in these changes of the law, even though most of the hymns are in Brandenburg, there are some in Berlin. I'm talking in connection with, for example, the refugee, the Get Hauptmann Schule that we fought for so many years to have a refugee center. The importance of having such a center, for example, and I'm talking directly to you because we were in the struggle throughout, what really happened? What did not happen? What was, what, in your perspective, what went wrong in the whole process? I really don't know because I think it was a special situation with special people involved. Some of them are not here anymore. For example, Hans Panov died two years later. So it was an experience for me also, a very important experience. And I think we learned a lot about 
also people maybe you don't saw that they learned immediately, but at least they learned a lot about it. And um, yes, I think it was a very important struggle. So, and now maybe we can go on with other instruments. And uh, the, this empowerment to have a center or to have a place from where you can work, it is very important on the one, on the one hand. On the other hand, it was quite obvious that the difference also in between the group was too, too big mm -hmm. to have a, have a power for the fight, you know. It was too much inner fight to have the power for the, for the fight with the, with the other people. So, and especially the international women's space did a big job and always, as far as I remember, gave them inputs and, and good uh, ideas, so, but it was very different. And I know a lot of people and meet them still, and I think the problem was also that all the people had a lot of problems on their minds and a lot of individual uh, problems to solve, and, but most of them are really in a, good, in a good situation now, and it is also very good from the, from the struggle, what they reached on the one hand, but on the other hand, I think we have to go on with the, with the fight. And it was really interesting that there was a rollback afterwards on the federal level, uh, because on one hand we didn't have the residence uh, Pflicht anymore, and afterwards it was taken again. So it was like two steps uh, yeah. <laughs> further and one step back. So, but it was a great fight. And so when I nowadays see a lot of people from this time, I'm really proud about them. Interestingly, two women, a strong women group came out of this um, <clears throat> struggle. Uh, uh, women in exile and uh, international women's space. I, I don't know, the men also have achieved something, I think, yeah, that's some of the things, but these two women group are very strong, became very, very strong and very well known in the city and beyond. So uh, this struggle might not have achieved, but, but it, and uh, you know, and, Sometimes we don't achieve what, uh, what we aim for in a struggle, but we always achieve something. And we achieved a lot uh, in, uh, in that struggle. Okay, just that uh, to understand that the most affected people by racism are living in the Himes. And my question would be, how would it be how would we access, how would these people in these situations access this very important information that really affects them? As I, as I was saying, uh, you are right. Uh, we have to re reach out. We have to see that uh, they, they know about the law. And uh, may, maybe um, I was thinking that we can build um, small groups to go to different times. Um, it would be difficult now, maybe, but maybe next year, the beginning of the next year, we, will, we have to see, or we can, we can see if we find big Veranstaltungsraum, um, so big rooms where we can organize, and reach out, can organize that with the group, 
so that uh, we uh, we tell them what this law is about in a language that's very simple for all of us. And uh, maybe we should try also to have um, uh, have translators for yeah, different exactly. languages um, and uh, try to make uh, make it an, not only a law for them, but and what Janan was telling again and again, an instrument which uh, they, they can deal with. Because as you say, Jennifer, the racism takes place there uh, every day. Uh, even in their, in their daily life, they are not secured. Yeah. Even in the home, they are not secured. So they have to know uh, about this law. I think more than anyone else. Everyone should know, but I think they have to know it. So let's try that. Yeah. You want to add something? No, I think this is the most important what you said. Ne? Because in terms of language, because also we understand it's a new law. It just passed this June 2020. But in order that it is accessible mm -hmm. for people who are really... Yeah, discriminated by the state structure, by the state with racist laws. It is, yeah, super important mm -hmm. that yes. in terms of language, yes. it is Please. really accessible. Mm -hmm. So it is yeah. applicable somehow. Yeah, I'm so happy that you asked this question because uh, it didn't occur to me. Uh, it's how important it is. And, uh, it didn't occur to me, and we forget our people often. So yeah. it is very, very good that you asked. So we can think of some uh, as some methods how we reach them. The idea to even have this show in English yeah. is because we want this information to reach our yeah. people. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's also a colonial language, yeah, like German. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. But at of least course. it's one universal language some people, most some of us can understand. Understand, quite yeah. a few people understand yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, but the goal is to really spread it even yes. more. Yeah. No? Yes. Yeah. Not only the colonial languages, yeah. hopefully. Yes, exactly. Th thank you very much, Jennifer, for this question. It, uh, it really was a very important question. Welcome. Okay, so now we are at the end of our show. Thank you so much, Sanchita Basu and Chanan Bayram, for sharing your knowledge and also your opinions and also the experiences of your work. And thank you all, compañeras from IVS. We are broadcasting from the We Are Born Free Empowerment Radio, and it is on 88.4 in Berlin and on 90.7 in Potsdam. You can listen to the We Are Born Free Empowerment Radio every Friday and Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. and on Sundays from 1 to 5 p.m. Also make sure to visit our website, iwspace.de, and subscribe to our newsletter and podcast. Check also the links and materials connected to the topic of this program. And also a complete transcript and translated version to German will be available soon on our website. You've been listening to EBS Radio. We are broadcasting from We Are Born Free, Powerman Radio in Berlin. EBS Radio is a podcast series on the migrant women experience brought to you by EBS, the international women's space. We are a feminist, anti-racist group of migrant women, refugee women, and women without this experience. EVS Radio is a continuation of our work documenting the lives and stories 
of refugee and migrant women living in Germany. Visit our website, iwspace.de, to find out more about our work and subscribe to our newsletter. A complete transcript and a German translation of today's episode will also be available there soon.